All right. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to this electrifying episode of the Geek Garage podcast. I'm your host, David, and join with me as per usual is... Frack Amanda Eiler. Frack Amanda Eiler. <laughs> My bad. This this is the most inclusive and accessible nerd culture audio program on the interwebs. Damn straight. Yes. Uh, I, it, there's never going to be any consistency to the, the Not order. Not with me here. <laughs> right. Like, Not with me you here. Just, You're fucked. You, you have that, that effect on me. Is I, I just tend to forget. I just like, fuck you up. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> My brain just like... <laughs> My brain like knows your brain knows that my brain's around, so you forget everything. We'll sure. go with that. All right, it, cool. it sounds good. <laughs> sounds terrible. I mean, yeah. I mean, it, on paper, it, it looks really okay, good. So yes, the, in theory, the, the, the terrible terrible. terribleness of it sounds accurate. <laughs> we'll, we'll put it that way. Yeah. And we're already off the rails. Cool. I know, right? <laughs> Start this shit over. Bold of you to assume that we were on the rails ever at all ever. Has it ever been on the rails? Uh, no. no. In the seven years that you've been doing this? Yes. Seven. Ha- Congratulations, se- ha- by the way. Thanks. Uh, happy seven years to, to us, I guess, uh, yeah, officially. I've been here the whole time. Yes. Yeah. In spirit. And yes. It, it's only these last uh, several months that you've been with the podcast, like, I'm so sorry. IRL. Um, but I mean, you have been on several episodes. I was, leading I was up on a few to- before. Yeah, up to your official um, debut role as co-host. Yes, um, but yeah, uh, February is the official like anniversary of the podcast, and we just celebrated our seventh. So yay, yay. congrats us! Um, it's been an interesting journey. I think interesting is the best way to put it. Like, um, I I don't know. It's uh, for one, I didn't think it would last this long. <laughs> Um, and it has seen some serious ups and downs. Uh, the ups were great. The downs were, of course, not great. Um, you know, I'd say the most consistent was when like, really when I had like a, 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 just a co-host with me, you know, when I was trying to do it by myself, that's when shit just fucking tanked. <laughs> Which is weird to me because you're fucking hilarious. So I don't understand how. Well, I mean, you need other people to feed off of. Yes. Oh, okay. um, yeah, right. and like it just helps you uh, stay accountable for mm. the whole ship. You know, um, it, it's like you know having a, a captain and co-captain. Like it's why you have two. Where would Catholicism be without the popes? <laughs> <laughs> Tell me any company that has thrived with two managers. <laughs> Already off to the off to the races with the office references. You know, there was hardly any office references in the last episode. Yeah, so in our, our two parter uh, and it, and we had Ashley, like three major you office had fans. Miss PowerPoint. I don't understand yeah. how yeah, I think there, there were was, like zero ref- like office references. I think, I think there was like two. Yeah, I, I, I like, think we might have said PowerPoint at one point in time, but like we were like yeah. we were so we to, were in it, man. Yeah, we were we were deep in. We that just went shit. straight into that shit, unlike this one, which we'll get there at some point. Yeah, That's like fine. yeah, episodes like these where there's no prep, um, <laughs> then we have to lean on pop culture references and quoting uh, to to kind of guide us <laughs> along the way. Man, if Michael Scott's guiding us, we are fucked. <laughs> yes, it's yeah. fine though. 
I mean, he he has quoted Wayne Gretzky as, you know, the, you miss all of the shots that you don't take. Wayne Gretzky, Michael Scott. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's so good, though. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Yeah. It's. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't had a chance to watch the, the latest season of Superfan episodes on Peacock, but I've heard it's pretty good. I've only heard I've only watched a few of them mm-hmm. here and there. Yeah. They're but really funny. They it, are. They're really good. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, there's really not a ton that's added back in where I'm just like, oh, yeah, like I can see why they left that out or or whatever. You know, like yeah. anytime you go to watch like uh, cut scenes like from the DVD extras, for those of you that have watched DVDs or still watch them, um, you're like, yeah, I can clearly see why that got yeah. cut because uh, it adds nothing to the movie. Um but there's that rare few that like get added in and you're like, yeah, this is great. Yeah. Like they should have left that in. Now they left it in. and yeah. yeah. Like like with The Office, there's whole like runners in each episode that they have to cut because of time. Yeah. and But they will still film them because they they want it there just in case. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the writers wrote it. So they, they want to film it. And, you know, it, but like, like I was listening to, I know <laughs> we're supposed to get to the fucking episode. Uh, I was listening to the, um, the work bus episode of oh, yeah. uh, Office Ladies. Yeah. Um, and it apparently, I didn't know this uh, as big a fan of, uh, of The Office as I am. I didn't know that the cast and crew nicknamed it Death Bus. <laughs> Because they almost died twice uh, during the filming of it. I, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Uh, I won't go into it because it's too long of a story to tell. Yes, right. um, there's there's a podcast about that. Yes, <laughs> there is. Um, I Not mean, this one. <laughs> right. But um, yeah, I, I forgot where I was going with that. But uh, oh, yeah. PowerPoint. Um, yeah. Yeah, and speaking of which, that's PowerPoint? actually the, the runner that got cut. So Daryl and... Um, and uh, little Dwight or whatever, what um, Dwight Jr. Um, that they call him, um, the the kid with the glasses that comes in for the oh, very last season. Yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah. It's not Plop; it's the other uh, Clark. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He, you know, Daryl. He he's like, come on, man, why don't you teach me PowerPoint? You don't want to teach me power PowerPoint? And he's like, just do the tutorial. He's like, you're the tutorial. Apparently, there was a whole runner throughout the entire episode where Daryl is keeps trying to get him to teach him powerpoint and he like finally gives in um but yeah it was it was funny hearing like all the you know that stuff that they had to cut so i'm sure that will all get added back in when they do the super fan episodes for the very last season so anyways nice um yeah we're only seven minutes in and finally we're we're doing great yeah finally getting to our (laughs) our topic which is fine because we didn't really do much prep work for this. We we're just we like, didn't really have to, in fairness, because we've seen this band like a million times. I, I was um, counting it up, and I think I saw them. That's right. I'm I'm making you guess what we're talking about. I uh, I think I saw we I saw them like seven times in 2022. <laughs> seven really? or eight. It was ridiculous. Yeah, because I saw them several times without you that year. Because they played like Knoxville, they played like Chattanooga. We oh, went to Chattanooga. Right. I think I went to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. When we were young. Yeah. So- that is something else. Like it was a lot, and then they did like the acoustic tour, and right. It was yeah. a lot. It was a lot in that like one year, and it may have been like a year and a half. 
Yes. So um, we are, we're talking about a day to remember. We're talking about homesick because around this time, uh, the I think it was the beginning of February uh, in 2009, they released their album Homesick, which is probably regarded widely by most fans, I'm assuming, as their best album. Yeah. And it turns 15? Uh, I think. 2009 2019 we got so a math 10 years. <laughs> uh 20, yeah that's that that's yeah. that's holy shit that's 15 years yeah that's fucking Whoa. crazy yeah um yeah so yeah uh it turned 15 and we're fucking old and um it's just it's an absolute fucking banger of an album and it is, it is audio and discussing audio on an, an audio platform is like like they feel like they cancel each other out it's like how can you possibly do that but we're gonna do it anyways anyway it's um, fine. because we have enough experience you know like you said we have enough experience seeing this band live several yeah. million times yeah um and we you know have a pretty decent working knowledge of like the band's history and stuff and and all that so you know thought it'd be fun to just kind of do maybe a quick episode maybe not a quick episode it's never quick with us but it's fine right no um is harvey out there no no okay um so um but i wanted to ask uh i'm sure we discussed this at some point in time but i forgot do you remember the first time you heard them and if you liked them the first time you heard them and and what you heard first time i heard them you were playing it in the car and it was for those who have heart Mm -hmm. and you were trying to get me into them and i was like yeah pretty cool it's fine we were going to atlanta for something it might have been for the for Warp Tour. Maybe. Because they were playing on that Warp Tour. Were they? Okay. Yeah. And I think and I think that was that might have been the first time I saw them live. Okay. Or I guess we saw them live. I don't think I saw them then. I didn't see them until or remember seeing them until after homesick. Because mm-hmm. I kind of liked the stuff that you played for those who have heart, and I did the thing I always do, which is like, oh yeah, I need to listen. Let me put that on that list. Yeah, that and list. Sit that, on it for three, three years. Three years, three years minimum. <laughs> cool. Yeah. And then homesick came out, and I was like, what the fuck is this shit? <laughs> and I was living in Georgia at the time when homesick came out, mm-hmm. and I remember I was working. I went to the Hot Topics, mm-hmm. and I bought the CD. Yep, like you do. Like you do at the Hot Topic. Was that when they had like the giant heavy duty uh, hard plastic casing on it? Like the security casing? Probably, or, yeah. Like it had like a handle and you could swing <laughs> it like a fucking battle axe? I don't think Hot Topic actually like put any of their CDs, which blew my mind. I don't think they put any of them into the, yeah, that is the weird. ceiling casing. But I don't ever remember buying a CD from Hot Topic that had a casing on it. Okay. But it was still that era of time where right. you went into a tower because mm-hmm. that was still a thing. Yes. It had the hard casing on it and right. you weren't getting out of the store without it. Yeah. So, no, you were getting but, ran down and molested by security <laughs> if you tried basically. to steal. Yeah. Be like, get them pants down, boy. <laughs> <laughs> time to pay the popper. <laughs> Here are the banjos. 
Oh, not the banjos. Oh. oh. Um, <laughs> but yes, anyways, Atlanta. But I but I remember I was working for a tax software company, so I was working like 12 hour plus days mm-hmm. in front of a computer. And because I'm just running shit in the background, right? I had data remember playing in my ear and the background of the computer was the cover for Homesick. Nice. And I burned that image into that monitor. It never, because it was the screensaver. Uh-huh. It was just a still screensaver, so it wasn't moving. Right. And it was the wallpaper. Mm-hmm. And I, I was working 12 hours a day. Like, it was just up all the time. Burned it into that freaking monitor. Was like, it? Like, it did not. I changed it later, and I was like, oh, that's still there. <laughs> was it the CRT-style monitors, the big ones, or was it flat screen? It was the first generation of flat screen. So it was flat Still screen. Still had some work to go. But it was it was a thick. It, yeah. Thick it, boy. It, it was a, yes. It was a thick boy. Yes. Yeah. Uh, no, that uh, we totally did that with our family computer. Like our Compaq. <laughs> back when Compaq brand was uh-huh. a thing. Uh, we did that uh, with a screensaver like... We didn't know, like, you know, because they offered an option where just a still image, um, they, except they, that totally defeats the purpose of a screensaver, <laughs> oh, you know, like, yep. um, it, but nowadays, like, it, it doesn't fucking matter. Like, monitors or the, the technology has. It's still one of my pet peeves now, though, because, like, the TV at the house, like, Abe's real good at, like, pausing it and going and doing something for a long time, Mm -hmm. and I'll have to turn the TV off, and I'm like, you can't do that. (laughs) I was like, it's going to burn into the TV. We can't do that. He's like, no, it won't. And I was like, I have proof because I've done it. Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) It happened to me 13 years ago. (laughs) When technology wasn't as good as it is now. Right. When technology was dog shit. (laughs) It is not even, like, I paid for it or anything. I, I, like... Yeah. They didn't give a fuck. But, hey, like, whatever. I mean, I'm sure they gave it to somebody else, and the other person's like, what the fuck is this weird tentacle? What is happening? But it is yeah. like, it's, I'd say it's their best album artwork. Like, not only is it their best album, but it's their best, best album, album artwork. artwork. Yeah. You are correct. Um, I'm sure it's inspired about a billion different uh, iterations of tattoos. For There's a ton. And scene kids. I'm thinking about doing it. So I was looking, I was looking it up because it's yeah. like, obviously since what we're talking about, but I was like, yeah, I think I'm, I'm going to, which I had wanted it ever since that album came out. And now I'm thinking about doing a little bit of a cover up. And uh, using that artwork blended in. Okay. And I think I can make it work. So, I mean, none of mine are straight off of exact. I never want something exact. I want it to be a variation. A variation of something. Yeah. Makes sense. Um, but yeah, I was looking at it and I was like, yeah, there's a shit ton of tattoos out there. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Because it's beautiful. Yeah. And so I, I and it's an amazing album, so I, I get it. Mm-hmm. I'm with yeah. it. What I didn't notice is that, because I knew that there was like the man in the forest and, and all the stuff like in the middle of the woods and whatever, mm-hmm. tentacle. Yeah, it's it's vines, very like tentacle-like. Yeah. They yeah. always thought they were tentacles, and I was like, I think they're actually vines, but in my head they're tentacles, and that's fine, whatever. It's, I mean, they're uh, to me they're interchangeable. I yeah. mean, vines and tentacles, like it's all in that same realm of like yeah. very visceral, growing, Gonna reach unruly, out, snake unchecked. Out and yes. get yeah, like 
Yeah, like um, like the trees from the the Evil Dead series. They'll get you. Watch oh, out. Yeah, they will. Except they didn't repeat that in Evil Dead Rise. <laughs> They're like, <laughs> yeah, I think it's time we moved on from the tree rape. <laughs> but oh. <laughs> I mean, yeah. In fairness, there wasn't really any trees in that movie, though. Correct. It, so, it all happened inside an elevator. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah. Anyways. But what I didn't realize is, like, I'm looking at the cover, and I see the man, and I know, like, the man's in the forest and whatever, and I'm like, I am start looking at the other album covers, and I was like, oh, so their theme is there's a man in every, like, standing yeah. in the middle of every one. It took me this long, David. It took me 15 <laughs> years to figure this shit out, okay? I mean... I'm a little slow. Nah. I've, I've, you get a pass on that. Uh, it's... Because, I mean, it, it really is one of those things where... I mean, like... It's like the song title thing. Like, it's like, oh, yeah, it's number seven on this album and it's number three on this album. Like, you know, when you knew, like, mm-hmm. I think that was, that's a big thing with our generation because mm-hmm. we grew up with CDs and like riding in the car and like just staring at our jukebox, like our three disc CD changer. Yeah. Um, as we listen to music in our bedrooms, like we would just, I and never we would knew. I never knew song titles right everybody complains about follow boy and how long their song and panic of the disco and how long their song titles are and i'm like like, you mean number six four (laughs) exactly it's number eight number eight's always my favorite what are you talking about doesn't matter what cd is it's generally going to be number six or number eight so like i'm just yeah put that shit in i don't know that everybody's like well what's your favorite song and i'm like I don't know. Number eight. The whole meme right now where it's like well can you name three songs of the band of the t-shirt you're wearing i would say no (laughs) I'd be like, I've seen them live 40 times, but I can't tell you a damn song title. Right. I don't know what the fuck they are. It's track number six. Go look it up. I don't know. Hang on. Let me pull up Spotify. I don't fucking know. Exactly. Yeah. Let me consult the Oracle real oh, quick. Shit, I ain't got time for that. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, it is a very generational thing. <clears throat> yeah, for sure. Um, I was thinking, I, I'm pretty sure. Uh, so I remember it was my gold Toyota Corolla. It was my second Toyota Corolla yep. that I had. The first one was in 91. Second one was in 97. And I think I let my brother Josh borrow it. This was back in um, uh, the, uh, for those who have heart days, mm. um, where him and one of his friends left a uh, mix CD back when those were a thing. Um, and uh, the first track was number one from For Those Who Have Heart. And I remember listening to it and I was like, who the fuck is this? <laughs> like, like my testicles got tight and my dick shrunk. And I was like, ooh, buddy, I found my new band. <laughs> Oh, that's that's what happens when I get excited, people. Like I love the visual. I know you're welcome. I do, but I love. I can't. I'm sorry. I love that. Do we need to pause? <laughs> I can't hang on. Are we still paused? Are we actually paused? No. All right. There we go. Okay. Uh, We're back and we're settled. (laughs) So. (laughs) 
God damn it. I love that your go-to is that your balls get tight and your dick shrinks. <laughs> Instead of your balls get tight and your dick gets hard. Because <laughs> you would think if you like something in that way. You'd think. The phrase of like, oh, it th- makes my dick hard. Well, I. Like, th- well, but no. No. I mean, if that's I, what I, happened when I saw a pair of boobs, then I would be gay. Um <laughs> But I mean, like, I guess it's because like the music or the like the blood in my body is like going to like my brain and and like, like I'm becoming a different person in in real time. Um, okay. Anyways, apologies it's for just, that for that horrid visual. Um, no, I just, that was I, fantastic, and it made my night. Yeah. So thank you. Yeah, well, thank you're, you for that. you're very welcome. Yeah. Just, I just I just can't help myself. Um, but yeah, th- that is the moment that I fell in love with the band. Um, and I like swerved over to my parents' house where Josh was. And I was like, who is number one on this album? And he's like, uh, he's like, oh yeah, that's a day to remember. And so like I went out to Target and bought <laughs> for those who have heart. Nice. Um, and then of course I was, you know, fucking psyched when Homesick came out. Now do... I generally don't like this question in general and don't like answering it for everything. Mostly because it, like, where were you XXX? Like, Mm -hmm. and you usually get it for where were you on 9-11? I'm like, (laughs) why does this matter? This sounds fucking stupid. Like, I don't want to answer this question. Um, But I will always remember where I was and how I felt when I put in homesick for the very first time. Nice. And you heard the opening bar of number one. I was at my, (laughs) I was in my dad's basement. Um, (laughs) I was in my, it was, I was at my mom's apartment. She was living in Mount Juliet. And, um, I went and bought the CD because at the time there was no Spotify, you know, it was 2009. Yeah. Um, and pretty smart. sure we were still like downloading shit. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm, I, re- I vividly remember it putting it on my iPod. Mm-hmm. That's the, like where we were. Yeah. At the time. Yeah. Like iPods were still big. iPhones were like brand spanking new, but they couldn't do like, I don't think they you had video. You couldn't do shit on it. Yeah. I don't like, think they had video yet. Yeah. I don't think so. Um, Pictures maybe. Yeah. Like that uh, was a big seller of a smartphone. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, so yeah, I popped that bad boy in into my three disc CD changer and I just stood there and listened to like a handful of songs on the record, just like staring off into space. I'm like, this album is fucking magic. (laughs) Um, mm-hmm. I don't do, do do you recall the first time you popped I don't know. in? Or? I don't know if it was the first time, but listening to Homesick puts me like it puts me back in that in that tax software like space where I was working at the time mm-hmm. because it was literally just on loop twenty four seven. But like I can smell my cubicle. Like, I can, like, vividly see everything. The right. image burned into the, literally into the monitor. Right. Like, it just puts me right back in that, like, time and place. I don't, and it's because I don't have a memory, but I don't <laughs> remember the first, like, listen through. The only real first listen through that I remember vividly is the Black Parade. Okay. That's fair. 
and probably Evanescence. And those two are fallen. That's about the only two that I remember. Like, oh my god, time and space has stopped. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's a few more AFI, but I was very mad about it. There's a few others, but like most albums, I don't remember the first initial listening to. Yeah, most albums I don't like on the first listen. <laughs> That, if you don't know me, that's a thing. So I I, I don't think you're alone in that yeah. one. Especially if it's a band that you've been listening to for a while. And either yeah. the album has been hyped up or you have hyped it up in your brain. Or like, it's just a band that yeah. means a lot to you. And in, in the back of your mind, you're like, okay, here it is. Here's the album that's going to fuck up everything for me. Like, it is going to be trash. Yeah. They have officially sold out, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Um, cough, cough, uh, Fall Out Boy's Mania album. Um, <sighs> there's like one song on that album. Yeah. I, Maybe. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I, I totally get it. Cause, like, even the new Blink-182 album, the first time I listened to it, I was like, I like it, but at the same time, I don't know if I like it. Yeah. <laughs> and now, like, I fucking love it. Like, it's yeah. it's one of my favorites. It takes like, a minute. I, I would put put it in my solid top five um and yeah i i mean but this album you know immediately i was like fell in love but yeah of course you know we only had for those who have heart before it yeah so um and i hadn't even really listened to for those who have heart mm-hmm. until much later <laughs> <laughs> i knew certain songs because they got played at all the shows but i didn't right. like the full like even when i was doing like a listen through before we did this episode i was like oh yeah i forgot about this song like yeah. it's just one it's not one that i homesick goes in and it goes start to finish the entire time and then the most of the rest of them i skip around a little bit on yeah i'd say but, uh so for those who have heart through um bad vibrations mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. and i mean they're slowly all becoming like that where i can listen to the whole thing mm-hmm. um and, and be like okay there's you know there's no lulls like there's no songs on here that makes me want to skip around um really it's it it's really just their new album like bad vibrations was kind of like that when i first listened to mm-hmm. it like it's hard but you know, it just, it had some tracks in there where I was just like, like, I don't like, it just feels like rock music and not in a bad way, but like not in the way that the, like, this is not the reason why I love this band so much. The reason why I love them is because of their roots of combining like the pop punk hooks of newfound glory with like the, like post hardcore of like hate breed and, you know, Mm -hmm. like, you know, the all most, their metal influences. The most epic breakdowns. Yeah. That's the thing about a day to remember. Like, when I think of them, I'm like, their breakdown? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, forget like, about it. Makes me come every time. Like. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like. What else do you need? I mean, exactly. Yeah. It's fine. Um, it's great. Yeah, that's why you need a vibrator that's got like a, uh, like a USB, like, attachment for your phone. Like. <laughs> Like they make those, right? Where yeah, like, yeah, yeah. for like, like they, the music, they vibrate to like the it'll vibrate to music. music. That's I. I mean, I need one for my ass. Like, <laughs> I'm sure they make those too. <laughs> I would. I, I would mean, buy you put one. it in a vagina and put it in an asshole. So it, I mean, you know, I, yeah. Where there's a will, there's a way. 
<laughs> there's enough lube, anything is possible there. Exactly. Getting it out might be the problem. <laughs> right. Yeah. You just, just remember before you put something very weird shaped up there, you might be an ER case. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. No. There there is no uh only only verified sex toys go in my bum hole. No, no foreign objects, no cucumbers, no fruits, no vegetables, nothing that can break in two. No glass. No, oh my God. The what? fuck do they make glass dildos for? Who was used that? Why? I, that is just asking for a bad time. Yeah. I just, I didn't even consider that as, as a, a possibility. Like, imagine it breaking while you're. That's the first the thing I thought of when I saw it. I was like, no, that's not, that's a. I'm clumsy. If I drop it and a piece breaks off, mm-hmm. that is just sharp glass going in places it never should. Mm-hmm. Ever. Yeah. No, no, thank you. Yeah, it's a bad time. I don't even see the rails anymore. We're just in a different fucking part of the country at this point, <laughs> but it's fine. Yes. We're good. It's fine. Um, yeah. Uh, we are, as a matter of fact, talking about a day to remember and not broken glass dildos. If uh, you want that episode, let us know. But <laughs> Right. Yeah. Um, be careful what you ask for. You have to be a, a Patreon subscriber in order to order <laughs> us to not do You're any. You're going to have to join the OnlyFans <laughs> Yeah. Join the the Geek Garage OnlyFans where uh, you get um, where you get cut episodes of the podcast. Oh, oh everyone, everyone gets the uncuts where we put in no effort to edit out the unnecessary information. <laughs> We just let it all fly. Isn't that what we do now? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. We'll, okay. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. We now we, they just have to pay for it. <laughs> yeah. We will. We'll monetize like having uh, a podcast episode where like we don't go off off on tangents. Can we do that? We can try. I don't know if anyone... no. I mean, like physically, I don't know if we can. Oh, uh, probably not. Yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, like we could clean it up in post. Like we can always just cut things out. But we would have to. I don't think we could stay on one topic straight through yeah. for an entire episode. We would have to get like a quarter jar and like be like anytime we feel ourselves going off topic or we actually go off topic, like put a quarter in the jar. Like a swear jar. Yeah. We could go to Disney World after like three episodes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. We need to do that, but with like an episode about the office. Basically. Yeah, that might we, be the only one. Yeah, we if we could just did an episode on the office, through, then we we wouldn't have any fine. tangents. No, we would we would then just like ring in some like Parks and Rec quotes. <laughs> you would, I wouldn't, because I haven't seen it. So yeah, there you go. That's that's what no, would happen. No. Terrible. Um, Give me like another five years, and I might try it again. Right. Um. So, uh, one thing I, I was in the middle of compiling a list of fun facts and I got one, <laughs> <laughs> um, like I didn't realize that it wasn't until September of 2009 when they did their first headlining tour, like until really uh, after they put this album out homesick that they did the pulling your pud tour, <laughs> the what pulling your pud tour. That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, I, I can't remember. I, I think we saw them on that tour. Sure. It sounds right. Sounds sounds like we did. It, it might have been a Rocket Town show or mm. maybe like a like a 
a war memorial show mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. you know one of the one of the smaller venues mm-hmm. um but uh yeah um yeah, I, I thought that was interesting that they didn't have a headlining tour until after this. But I mean, it makes sense yeah. in a in a way. Uh, like they they did shit tons of like supporting tours, like opening up for bands, you know, and yeah. going outside of the U.S. Like touring with bigger bands, um, you know, Bring Me the Horizon. They they've kind of had a parallel career with a yeah. Day to Remember. Like they kind of blew up around the same time, yeah. I believe. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Sounds about right. Yeah, and and they kind of blew up a little bit quicker. Um so uh I, I think they ended up opening for Bring Me the Horizon maybe uh, a, a few times here and there. Um but uh yeah, so um I thought maybe we could talk about like cuz you sent me that video that Finn McKenty did on the the strange history. Yeah. Uh it, and it was like it, it was their entire history, but the thesis I felt like was on their their battle with Victory Records. Um, also, side note, just fuck that label in particular. <laughs> it's just you know, like fuck all labels, basically. I mean, basically, like all major labels, um, like well, can get fucked in the A. And all labels are like, well, nobody's buying CD, and nobody's doing this, and nobody's doing that, and I'm like, you didn't keep up with the times, like. Bands have realized if they self-produce and put it out themselves, because you can put anything on Spotify. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hello, we're on Spotify. Yeah. Like, where you still won't make any money. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I mean, it, but like, but when has history ever been kind to artists never. in terms of money? Like, like never. No. <laughs> but you know, everybody's like they're complaining now, and I'm like, why would they not make money with you, but them owe you their soul when they can just do it themselves? Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. I don't know. And um, fuck victory. Like, it, even exactly. though they've put out some of my favorite bands, like, yeah, they they were a major uh, a major label that helped out a lot of great bands mm-hmm. and because and... taking back sunday was the first one i remember from victory mm-hmm. like we're seeing that logo and then a day to remember yeah they um... were pretty paramount for like scene bands mm-hmm. in the the late 2000s um you know oh scene yeah bands emo bands you want the list hardcore of like the ones that we at least like in yeah day to remember Bayside, who just happens to be around everything we do. Atreyu, <laughs> Hawthorne Heights, Taking Back Sunday. Uh, Silverstein. Between the Buried and Me. Thursday. Yeah, Thursday. Mm-hmm. I remember Thursday being on that. Yeah. Hatebreed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, there's a lot. I'm just, I'm scrolling. There's a ton. There's a ton of bands you've never even oh, heard yeah. of. But those are, those are the heavy hitters. Right. But, but yeah, like, that's um, a shit ton of bands to take all of their fucking money from. Yeah, and, and not pay and them like, the damn thing. And a solid handful of those bands, uh, I can't remember all of them uh, that that Finn listed. Uh, we'll we'll drop a link to his YouTube video in the description uh, of the the show notes. Um, but yeah, there a day to remember was not the only band suing Victory for yeah. um, for royalties owed because i i still can't really wrap my head around the whole story and situation but apparently the record label owed them royalties from 
just you know like everything yeah from records sold and merch and and all that mm-hmm. and they weren't paying um and I, like i i don't know why but um from it, everything i've ever heard the owner of victory was a douche yeah. and a half mm-hmm. like i mean it's how we got common courtesy and why common courtesy is so amazing and epic because mm-hmm. it's all about fuck them fuck that label yeah um because i'm sorry anger is the best music that there is exactly like it it makes me happy when a band becomes happy and they're content and like things are going great for them mm-hmm. but it pisses me off because i know their music that album's gonna suck <laughs> and i'm like so when you're mad and angry just do yourself a favor write a billion songs and then that way you can pull them on and you can put them on your happy albums too and you can mix it up a little bit that's fine but like i mean there's a whole fucking scene in the school of rock where jack black goes around and he's like what makes you mad like you know homework. there's a reason for that. yeah like no allowance yeah. like i didn't get no allowance today so now i'm really ticked off and like, but it's so true. Exactly. Like, and that's why that movie fucking still kicks ass like 500 years later. Um, but anyways, um, so yeah, uh, the, um, the band, uh, basically they sued Victory Records for the royalties they won, uh, but it took them a long time to, to secure that. And like they, they jumped through a bunch of hoops and... And they were still on the label while they were doing it. Yes. So, like, they were just getting fucked the entire time. Yeah. Because they were suing them, but they were still on the label. And, like, what I didn't realize until I watched that YouTube video either is that, like, they had their court case and, like, the next, like, three days later, like, their new the new album dropped. Mm-hmm. That was from that, that label. Yes. Like, how hard hard and difficult could that have been it had to have been miserable yeah to like already a douche but now the douche knows that you're suing him yeah like yeah it's surprising that they didn't an accident or something didn't happen to like right screw everything up yeah um yeah one uh what i thought was fascinating was um it was i I don't know if this was like a a counter suing or uh this is something that victory was claiming uh but the the whole albums thing like the five albums Mm -hmm. because they signed a five album deal and uh the the nail in the coffin that got a day to remember the final win in their lawsuit was uh convincing um i I don't think i i don't think it went to uh had to go to trial i think it won in like arbitration or something like that but um no there was a jury or was it okay Mm -hmm. uh basically they had to make an argument that their two live albums were considered separate like two separate albums yeah and Jeremy, the the vocalist and screamer, uh, he was like, yeah, good luck convincing a jury of normal people that two albums are, in fact, 
two fucking albums yeah. and not one album, which is what Victory was trying to claim that they were and force them into making one more album for the label. And they were like, no, fuck you. And three days after the judge said, boom, like, you know, you know, case when goats, you know, the W goes to data. Remember three days later, they announce, you know, to that, uh, the, the, the show in, I think it was Jersey. They were like, yeah, we got a new album, common courtesy coming out. Yeah. Um, cause they, it, it sounded like they had that sucker recorded for almost a solid year. Like, cause like I was looking at, I was reading the timeline on Wikipedia. They released, um, violence in December, I think December or January. And then it wasn't until the following October that the album got released. And I was like, holy shit. Like I didn't realize that it was almost a solid year in between like, you know, that song dropping, which I mean, you know, they could have only had that one song or maybe, you know, they were still kind of in the early stages of recording, but you know, I'm, I'm willing to bet that they had a solid portion of that album already recorded and just waiting to like drop it, but Mm -hmm. they couldn't because they wanted to drop it independently. Um, and I remember like that year, I think it was 2013 when common courtesy dropped and it might've even been you that texted me. That was like, you texted me a screenshot maybe. And you were like, did you know that this was a thing? Or maybe I texted you. Maybe. Uh, Cause like I, oh. like I went to go look them up on Spotify Yeah, and I was like, <laughs> cause like, I mean, he even says it in the video. Like there was very little, um, marketing done for it because they had three days to do it. Yeah. Like, you know, uh, so they, they couldn't really make big announcements and get like everyone ready for it. Yeah. Cause they, they had a three day window. Right. Um, but that didn't really fucking matter because people ended up listening to it anyways. And it's, I don't know. I still go back and forth on that and homesick being my Which favorites one? i i don't know it, it's still you know it depends on the mood depends on the hour that's fair uh because they're both fucking solid yeah uh, it is but um i don't know i mean i i think homesick it just it has like it's got disrespect your fucking surroundings <laughs> on it <laughs> common courtesy doesn't have that it doesn't um, and like there's nothing second more- sucks is really good though uh, Isn't that common courtesy? That's uh, that's the uh, the one in the between. One okay. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no. What separates me from you? Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, which is also uh, a banger of an album. It took me a long time to come around on that album. Um, mm-hmm. for for whatever reason, yeah. I just uh, it wasn't homesick. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, it, it was. And second sucks was so good, and then the rest of the album, you're kind of like. Yeah, but then you come back to it and you're like, "Shit, this shit is great." Yeah, like Homesick has that even keel flow. Yeah, where it's it's very much like, you know, like plus one zero negative one zero plus one zero. Like it's yeah. like the whereas like what separates me from you is like 
the curve is very, very steep up and down. Um, yeah. This is a audio medium, so you can't see me waving my hand in the fucking air <laughs> like a goddamn moron. <laughs> He's um, making a very wavy if you can use your hand. Yes, and, paint and Amanda's like doing waves. the same motion. <laughs> uh, to further cement the idea that I am, in fact, an ass. Uh, <laughs> but uh, We all know it is fine. Yeah, but no... Um, I think that's kind of what caught me off guard with that album was yeah. just that there's, you know, um, there's, you know, like uh, all signs point to Fort Lauderdale, mm-hmm. um, and which I mean is an, an incredible track. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, there's tracks like that that have like a lot of clean vocals and very little, if no screaming at all. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it just, I think I, I bet I'm not the only one where it just caught caught us off off guard and it just wasn't. Yeah. Uh, it, it was kind of dissimilar from Homesick. Yeah. But I love it. Just like it's like all my children. Like I love you all equally. You know, separate but equal. <laughs> um. I mean, it's it's like you have a day to a day to remember album for like every, uh, like. Not every day of the week, but like every every mood you're in. Yeah, pretty like, much. Like, oh, you want an album where it's basically all screaming? Here's one. Like, if you want yeah. one that's like that's like more of a rock album, like here's one. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, there's there's one for like every every listening mood. Um, for your listening pleasure. Yeah, exactly. Um. Anyways, like what uh what what else can we fucking talk about? <laughs> with this album do you, I, mean, I mean do you think they they play uh they usually play most of their songs like most of their live songs come from this album do you think that's the case i i feel like they play I know who knows so let me look it up i feel like they play although when i've been doing the when i did the the discography like listen through for this Mm -hmm. their shows are so long (laughs) oh yeah i will say their concert like yeah they will play that shit is long and they don't stop no like yeah there's there's very little uh downtime in between which is why we see them so often yeah uh Um, yeah you know when they go on at 9 30 you will get your money's worth because they will play right up till that 11 o'clock curfew oh yeah Yeah. they are they are there until they say get the fuck off yeah um but they have so many songs like as i was listening to everyone i was like oh yeah i forgot that the song because i mean obviously i have tour playlist so it's just all the singles basically because that's all that they pretty much have time to play anymore and i'm like oh yeah there's like four on this album and three on and like four on this one and three on this one and like right so um, yeah so they always play the downfall of us all they oh, yeah. pretty much always open with that i song. mean you have to and, and it's the perfect song to open to um I think they always play I'm, wa- I'm Made of Wax, Larry, What Are You Made Of? Mm-hmm. Which is one of the best song titles Absolutely. of all time. Um, I used to uh, be obsessed over that movie when I was younger. Um, Closer, I think it's called. What movie is that? From? Closer. It's um, Jude oh, Law and Julia yeah, Roberts yeah, yeah, and yeah, Clive yeah. Owen and Natalie Portman. Yeah, that yeah. is a great movie. Yeah. I never knew that that's... 
Uh, Except every time you tell me, I didn't realize that that's what that came from. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. Have Faith in Me. They always play that. Um, let's see. And then uh, let's see. Mr. Highway's thinking about the end. I believe that that's the one that has disrespect your surroundings. Mm-hmm. They always play that one. And they always play if it means a lot to you. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's at least four or five tracks on here that always get played um, during live shows. So I have the break li- the breakdown from setlist.fm. Okay. Which I love this fucking website. Mm-hmm. Whoever decided to make this website. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Because holy shit. Yeah. Um, Homesick absolutely has the most songs played. They've um, is, this is, is this from, like an average or? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so this is just literally a set list that I pulled up from. This is one of the Just Some More Shows tour. Okay. Um, this one in particular I pulled up. It's from October of 2022, which makes me think it should be about time for an album and a tour because this is uh, about the time oh, that yeah. we start uh, getting this shit. Yeah. The uh, last one we got, was, uh, You're Welcome, was in 2021. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And here so we we're, are in 2024. Uh, we're due. Should be getting close. Yeah. Which makes me happy. Um, so at the end, it'll do a breakdown and put it in a nice little pie chart oh, of nice. like all the songs that are on the set list and tell you what albums they came from well, and, that's cool. and how many got played. I didn't even realize they did that. Yeah. Uh, I just figured that out recently. It may be a new feature. Okay. Um, home, there's five songs they play off of Homesick. Okay. Um, four off of You're Welcome. Three from Those Who Have Heart. What Separates Me From You has three. Common Courtesy is two. Others is one, and they played a cover as well. Hmm. I, th- um, I thought Common Courtesy had more than that. I would have thought so, too. But Although, it, this I, was the tour that they had just done after, like, they literally did a tour. A tour, tour, tour. Mm-hmm. And so I think they were changing it, trying to change it up a little bit. Because yeah. um, that's why I saw them so much in 2022. Is because, like, oh, hey, we're doing a tour. Oh, hey, we're going to do a tour. <laughs> oh, by the way, we're going on tour without asking Alexandria. Oh, by the way, we're doing an acoustic tour, <laughs> and we're going to come to the Ryman, and thank you. That was a fucking awesome show. Oh, fuck, that was amazing. Yeah. I got my poster up there. It was so pretty. Yeah. That was that was a fun show. We saw them and Wage War yeah, uh, play. Yeah, that was great. They were, yeah, they, uh, yeah, and, and they like, it wasn't just like, hey, we're throwing away our electric guitars for the night and just going to play our normal songs, but acoustic, like they rewrote all their songs mm-hmm. to to be arranged for acoustic, um, which was really cool. And the cool. cool thing too is like, I didn't remember surprisingly, and I forget about it until I do a listen through, because they usually only play two acoustic-y kind of shows or songs um mm-hmm. they switch them up on the tour it's usually you go at least one yeah where jeremy breaks out the acoustic guitar oh yeah right um during a regular tour but like they played the songs that weren't acoustic songs mm-hmm. like right. they're like we're gonna make this acoustic and we're like thank you <laughs> this is great i love when he's like you're finally gonna understand the lyrics now aren't you <laughs> yeah they always find ways to like mix things up like yeah. like andrew mcmahon like they yeah. always find ways to to make things more interesting and and fun at the show so it never gets stale except 
a day to remember could get away with not doing that and i'd still go see them until the end of my days mm-hmm. yeah until i could not remember a day to remember <laughs> <laughs> who am i going to see What's where's my walker What are you looking up now? I was trying to see if my theory was true that they switch up some of the songs. But the breakdown for the albums on the tour that they did before that one is about the same as well. I gotcha. Okay. Um, Um, Which is fine. Cool. Um, Let's see. I uh, I don't really have anything else. Um, You want to put your favorite albums in order? Or is that asking way too much? Nope. Uh, I could probably do that real quick. Um... Let's let's pull up their disco discography. Um, so, I mean, so we have and their name and their name was treason and the old record, and it's basically like B sides and mm-hmm. like old songs that got remastered and made it onto for those who have heart. Yeah. Um, so I tend to have a hard time including those. That's fair because uh, I'm, I'm and listening you. to them because they're very rough around the edges. Yeah, and they will also be the first to say that that yeah they're rough around the edges. Um. So yeah, I'll I'll just stick to for those who have heart and then and homesick. then straight to homesick. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So <clears throat> I guess we'll go with hey. Uh, today's the day where I decide Homesick is my favorite album. <laughs> At least for the sake of the episode. Okay, so, so Homesick is number one. Uh, Common Courtesy, number two. Uh, for Those Who Have Hearts uh, is number three. Which, uh, if for those of you that don't know, for those who have heart, uh, ha-ha! Oh, no. um, they, they just re-released it last year They uh, with a remastered edition, uh, which is fantastic. Um... And then I guess coming in at number four, uh, I probably put "What Separates Me from You," and then "Bad Vibrations" and "You're Welcome." Okay. Yeah. Um, I like "You're Welcome." It's grown on me. I remember listening to it the first time, and I was like, "Oh, it's good." Objectively, um, it's just not the uh, the the breakdown pop punk mixed with hardcore band a day to remember that i know and love mm-hmm. um, so maybe we'll get a little bit more of that with uh their new record whenever that comes well they did um so before they did your welcome they put out the single that they did with marshmallow yes who uh was rescue me mm-hmm. and so because of that i kind of knew that they were going to be probably going more popular sure into it and i didn't really like it like i didn't really like rescue me when it first came out and now i'm like i fucking love that it's song. just amazing yeah like the first it's... time i heard it i'm like i need you screaming more anytime they play it live which i think yeah. they usually play it live yeah now, like it makes me cry like it's... like it's a beautiful song like if you listen to the lyrics oh, like yeah. it's it's probably my favorite, one of my favorite love songs of all time, uh, which is funny, like calling <laughs> one of their songs a love song from yeah. a hardcore band. But I mean, they, they have a couple that I think kind of fit in there. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, yeah. If it means a lot to you, mm-hmm. the one that they either yeah. close with or, you know, comes it's in their in there. encore. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Anyways, what's your, what's your 
list. Homesick. Okay. We're going number one. Yeah. yeah working yeah. your way up. Okay. Homesick's number one. Homesick is number one. Will always be number one unless they just like hit another like home run. Yeah. Um, common courtesy. Okay. And that wasn't always the case. It took me a very long time to like common courtesy. Okay. And I think you actually are the one that turned me on to it. And you're like, but it's amazing. And I'm like, <laughs> is it though? <laughs> And Did, I was like, oh, you didn't listen to it all the way through. Okay, cool. You should probably do that. <laughs> was it was it going to the show at Bridgestone? Yeah. Because like that's that was the supporting tour for that album. Yeah. So they played the most off of that. That one. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Off of that record. And I was very sad that they didn't play one, n- tracks one and two. Here we go with me not knowing the titles. Uh-huh. Um, I was very sad that they didn't play City them back Acala to back. And right back at it again. Yeah. Because yeah, like listening to them on the album they bleed into each other yeah. and it, it's a perfect way to play them live and it's breaks my heart every fucking time that we see them that they don't play them back to back oh. like that because it's like the perfect like it has the perfect lead into the next song like and i love yeah. when bands do that where they they find a way to like shoehorn in the the like the the second song yeah. from from the first but anyways, keep going. Sorry, I interrupted you. Okay, so homesick, common courtesy, you're welcome. Okay. I love you're welcome. Okay. Um, I liked it from the first time I listened to it. And I was like, oh, he doesn't scream enough. And then I listened to it again. And I was like, he doesn't have to. But like, it's it's got fuck you money on it there. It does have fuck you money on it. And it has um, Last Chance to Dance, mm-hmm. Bad Friends. Like, who's going to carry your casket in that <laughs> breakdown? Oh. Who? <laughs> like that fucking who? And then all the air Who's comes up. Who's gonna carry your casket? Yeah. Who? God, it's so really fucking well. <laughs> Except I can only do it once because I never learned how to pro- like. Yeah. It's like you do it from your diaphragm, and I'm like, I don't know how to do it from my diaphragm. I okay. I don't know how anybody that screams does it and i I mean that in the at all like i don't scream period yeah so like actors in a horror movie that have to scream all the time how the fuck do you do that shit because i cannot i i can't do that yeah it's it's funny you mentioned that i watched the uh the dead meat um kill count video for evil dead rise uh it was one of the more recent ones i think came out last week or the week before but um the the lead actress uh, not the mom the mm-hmm. the sister she said that she couldn't scream she's yeah. like I, I i can't like i i can't scream <laughs> and so like i forget exactly what they had to do but they had to like force her to scream like like throw like cold buckets of water on her or something i don't i don't know but wow yeah like well, that she, makes me feel better because i'm like how the fuck do they do that shit like i don't know yeah like, like i she can't could, scream yeah she's just like oh <laughs> That's the way I am. <laughs> Anyways, uh, what's what what's after that album? Because uh, um, there's still okay. Uh, Homes. Oh, Dude, yeah, no, I love your welcome. And honestly, on the way over, I was debating if it was gonna be homesick. Your welcome, common courtesy. I think common courtesy and your welcome are tied for two. Okay. Uh. 
what separates me from you, bad vibrations, and then for those who have heart. Okay. And I think for those who have heart, and the only reason it comes in last is because I didn't listen to it in real time. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it came in later and everything else happened kind of real time. It took me a long time to like bad vibrations too. Okay. Um, but it's just because I haven't listened to it as much. Mm-hmm. Like all the singles. Now, if you take the singles from the albums, it would be Homesick, uh, For Those Who Have Heart, Common Courtesy. Uh, I can't remember three seconds of anything. <laughs> no, it's okay. Uh, what separates me from you? You're welcome, probably. Yeah. But the album as a whole, for those who have heart, comes in last just because I haven't listened to it as often as a whole album. Yeah. No, I, I played for those who have heart, like, until it had scratches in it. It was the only thing in your CD player. Yes. I wore that shit Period. out. Like, for as long as I remember. I'm pretty sure I still have it over there on my uh, my CD rack. Nice. Um, it's down there somewhere, I think. Um, nice. But yeah, I I played the shit out of that album. So yeah, that's that's why I was so jazzed for Homesick when it came out. Like yeah. I bought that shit on day one. I was just like, give me that shit in my brain. <laughs> <laughs> give it all to me. Yes. Um. Let's see. So we got that. Do we want to do shit that doesn't suck? And yeah. And peace out this bitch. Shit that doesn't suck. If we want to do shit that does suck and does Ooh, not suck, I, I actually have one. Okay. So we'll start with the negative first. Okay. Um, last night it was, this movie tried so hard to be like, I mean, it's, so it's a good, like less than B movie, like a C movie creature feature. That's like, it's trying very hard to be. Um, creature from the Black Lagoon, except like so much less iconic. Like it just has none of like, and it's so problematic. Like there's a uh, a Native American uh, character in it, and like like they say they call him an Indian, and that's the nicest thing that they call him in that Ooh. movie. Yeah, it is. It is like. By today's standards, very problematic. Some of the language that they use in there, and some of the things like that, because it's it's not like one creature from the Black Lagoon. Um, so the, I don't think I said the name of the movie. It's called Humanoids from the Deep. I think the main title is called like Monsters, but like it's Humanoids from the Deep, and so it's like several of these like fish creatures, and they're they're cool. Like the the costume design and stuff, and the practical yeah. effects were pretty cool. But, like, it just wasn't very interesting um, and enthralling. I just, I didn't feel really connected to it or I wasn't invested. Um, Like I said, there was some some problematic shit. Like, these creatures, like, they came out and what they were doing was, like, mating with the women 
like and and there was like a, a cool spoiler alert there's like a chest burster scene at the very end where this woman is like giving birth and it's like one of the fish monsters that just yeah. like erupts from her stomach um so that was kind of cool obviously a fucking ripoff from alien obviously but i mean not the first time it's ever been done won't be the last time it's done. yeah and it's from 1980 this was oh. like a oh. year or two after the original aliens <laughs> so um a very blatant ripoff um okay. but it's roger corman so oh, okay you're like yeah so you have to give you it should... some props yeah yeah uh i mean I, I think he was just like producer maybe uh i i forget what his credit was but i saw his name attached to it and i was like okay play so you know i'd say it's worth your time but like it's you know, if you're Not looking, really. yeah, if <laughs> if you're looking for something that's like along the lines of Creature from the Black Lagoon, where it's like fucking iconic, you know, monster movie, then like this. Not so much. This ain't it. But Good BV, B roll B movie. At yeah, best? if you're if you're looking for a B movie, okay, this is it. Um, oh, man, there was something else I was gonna say about it. Uh, that was really funny. Um, oh, yeah. I thought, like, this, this is just a stupid fucking random joke that I thought where, um, so uh, they're looking for this woman that went missing, and they come across her on the beach, and of course, you know, she's, like, totally naked when they find her, and she's covered in seaweed, just, like, from head to toe covered in seaweed, and I was I was a little bit buzzed at the time um, and when I was watching it, and I had this hilarious thought because they're like uncovering her and they happen to like kind of uncover her face and her boobs at the same time. And like, as they're doing this, like this, they're like, they uncover her face and they're like, Oh my God, it's Peggy or whatever. And uh, I was like, how fucking funny would it be if they didn't uncover her face, just her boobs. And they're like, Oh my God, it's Peggy. Like how much oh of a fucking God. Mel Brooks that would be moment. amazing. Yeah, like like total Mel Brooks oh, moment. Yeah. Like, it's Peggy. <laughs> and they cover their uh, uncover the face and be like, "Yep, it's Peggy." <laughs> I don't know. These are the and there can't that... be and it can't be like a tattoo or pierced nipples or anything like defying. Right, it's just a yeah. pair of boobs. Yeah, it's that, just a bunch like, of guys that obviously. recognize a woman by <laughs> her breasts. That's great. Yeah. That uh, needs, this needs is, to be in your next this book. This is how I entertain myself later. Needs to be in your next book. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. There you go. Um, I am very much into horror comedy. So. Yeah. Um, but the stuff uh, that I uh, thoroughly enjoyed back to back, this never fucking happens. It, you know, you sift through a lot of shit to find a good horror movie. Yeah. Um, I found two back to back in one night. So I first watched um, We Have Always Lived in the Castle. I read oh. the book um, by Shirley Jackson, author of The Lottery, the short story that I'm pretty sure everyone has read. Um, and uh, she also wrote uh, The Haunting of Hill House, the original Haunting of Hill House book. Um, but she, this was her very last work uh, before she died. Like She died like a year or two later after it got published. Uh, but it's called We Have Always Lived in the Castle. Like I said, recently read the book and I saw that there was a movie based on it. It's got Alexandra Diodario in it and I fucking love her. She's beautiful, amazing actor. Um, and she like, like it takes place in the 50s, I think, the 40s or 50s. And like she plays uh, like 
her and her sister are very opposite. Like her sister's like, like Wednesday Adams basically. Mm, and she's mm-hmm. kind of like the, the main character of the story. Yeah. But Alexandra Diodario, her character is the, like the supporting actor. Yeah. And she is like the, I don't want to say airhead, but like that care, the character, the, the, the housewife of that time where they're just like, always positive and like if things are going downhill tonally like at the dinner table she's the one that's like who wants dessert like trying to bring the mood back up and stuff and she's like always trying to put positive spins on things and so you're like just waiting for the moment where she goes crazy um and you know no spoilers uh but like yeah like she just she did a great job um the other actor as well uh it's uh vera farmiga's sister yeah the the girl that's in the uh actor that's in all the conjuring films oh okay it's her sister she's the one that's in the nun um she's the one of the the sisters that plays um that's in the anyways um she's in it too i hadn't seen it so yeah we have always lived in the castle and then another movie called look away um that i also gave uh or i gave four and a half stars to um look away is um i called it like it's like um it's like fight club and uh what did i call i like it was a combination of fight club and something else um i forget but it's it's basically this girl who she's she's an uh an outcast her parents are very wealthy her dad is a um a plastic surgeon and so he's kind of like constantly criticizing her looks and like like you know you didn't get enough sleep last night why don't you go upstairs and put some makeup on like and i'm like wow okay fucking douche uh same guy that played um uh lucius malfoy in um, um, in the harry potter films yeah you know the guy that he's he, real good at that he he, he plays the uh, the antagonist very yes, well he does um he's not the main antagonist in in this uh but um he's one of them and the 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 synopsis is that she trades places with the girl in the mirror where it's uh like she she's like brushing her teeth one night and all of a sudden (laughs) her reflection starts doing things that she's not doing. And she's like, uh, what the fuck is happening? Yep. Um, it's, it's fucking great. Like it seemed like when I found it on, um, I think it was on, uh, AMC plus or no, it was on Netflix actually. Um, and Netflix, you know, they kind of have, a. iffy track hit, record hit or miss. With, yeah very hit or miss with their yeah. horror um and so i i was like eh, it looks kind of cool i'm into like mirror reflective kind of stuff like like oculus is one of my favorite um horror films yeah um so yeah i gave it a shot and it's fucking great so nice yeah, those two sorry i i took up a lot of time <laughs> whatever yeah What's uh, it's what, not like anybody's listening at this point anyway. It's fine. No, I'm sure we got a couple. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> what do you got? Uh, so we so I've got a couple of things that don't suck. Okay, so during all the ice uh that we had here in Tennessee like yes. a month a couple, ago, which yeah. fuck that shit. Yes. Um, we did nothing. Like we started. We did a rewatch of Jurassic Park and mm-hmm. we watched all six of them. Yeah. 
Jurassic Park 3 is a huge pile of shit, <laughs> which we I all knew. We all knew. That's fine. Yes. But like, you're very much reminded of how terrible that movie is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was when they were like, oh, let's do everything CG. And you're like, hey, like, let's not. Literally everything. But it was like done like, so Jurassic Park 3 was done in like 2001. So it's that brand new CGI where it it didn't get good for like another 10 years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But everybody used it for everything at the time. Yeah. And it's just it's just bad. Yeah, and it looked great at the time, but yeah. like it didn't upscale very yeah. well. You know. Um, I heard they're coming out with a new Jurassic Park and it's a complete, complete, complete reboot. Uh that's the only way I can envision it going forward. I mean, after the last one that's a yeah. clean slate. I still haven't seen the, the last one, it's Fallen really Kingdom. Good. Yeah, I I, I know it you is said really it was good. really good. Um and on doing a rewatch, it, it's really good. But do we need a Jurassic Park reboot? Need? This is probably no. a complete like episode that we need to do at some time. Yeah. But do we? Because the answer is no. <laughs> I don't think we need a reboot after we just got one last year. Yeah. Like we just got one last year that was supposed to polish. I feel like we could have 10 years before we have another one. Like we don't need another. Like when I saw that announcement the other day, I was like, yeah. what's in the fuck? Like, mm-hmm. like, I guess let's do it again. I Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. That'll be on a things that suck at some point in time here. <laughs> soon uh but we ended up we also ended up watching um no hard feelings okay which is uh jennifer lawrence and um basically she's struggling for money and oh yeah this parents uh this kid's like 19 and the parents pay her to be his girlfriend to get him laid so that he has some experience before he goes to college Mm -hmm. and she is so good at physical comedy and full frontal. And full frontal. Have oh you seen God. it? Yes. Yeah, it's good. I love, I love, love, love Jennifer Lawrence. Yes. Yeah. She's hashtag goals. As the <laughs> kids probably no longer say. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, she's that, that whole scene, like I, I ended up looking up if there was a body double used. There was no body double. And used. it's not a body. Interesting. Nope. Yep. I thought about she, looking it up and I forgot. Nope. She, nice. she bore it all. Yeah. I mean, after her stuff got leaked, I guess she was like, if it's already out there, so fuck it. Like, yeah, she's, yeah, she's like, whatever. Like, if, if we're yeah. going to do this, like, yeah. Yeah. Apparently she enjoyed doing it. So hopefully there's more to come in the future then. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> if if not, we always have that one scene. That's, that's true. But it was, it was really well done. Yeah. Because I was afraid it could go either way and it could be really, really cheesy and bad mm-hmm. or it could be good. And it actually ended up being really good. No, I liked it a lot. Yeah. And then, uh, what was the other one? Oh, we watched Self-Reliance. It's, Self-Reliance. um, the dude that is in everything that... Oh, yeah, that Nobody knows Jake Johnson. Hmm. Directed by Jake Johnson, but who is the that guy? Oh. I think he's in like New Girl and something oh, else. Right, right. Uh, I I have heard of this. Um, oh yeah, this has got 
Andy Samberg in it too. Yeah. And... While you're looking up, I'll read you the uh, blurb about it because it's the only way I can describe it. Uh, when a man is offered a million dollars to play a game in which hunters try to kill him, he thinks he has found the perfect loophole. They can only attack when he's alone. His only problem is that none of his friends or family believe that the game is real. And so the main character, he meets uh, Anna Kendrick through Craigslist. <laughs> and because he's he's trying to find somebody that so that they can be with him so that he can win this money. Because uh-huh. if he's alone, they're they're trying to kill him. Right. And they're like, if you can last, I don't remember, 30 days, I think, or two weeks or whatever it is. Um, but if somebody's around because they don't want anybody to know that he's playing a game and they don't want to get caught that they killed somebody, like, then if he's around people or with someone, they can't kill him. It was It was good. It was really well done. I am uh, currently adding it to my Hulu queue so I can uh, watch this Pretty shit. sure it was on Netflix. Was it? Okay. Cool. Um, I've started putting... Oh, except I didn't on this one. I started putting uh, what things are on in my diary for uh, Letterbox so that when we do this, I can tell you where, <laughs> where I watched it. <laughs> yeah, I... Th- th- <laughs> This is the whole reason why I started using Letterbox yeah. to I'm begin with is it. that, um, I mean, it's also good, you know, just to kind of like cement your feelings. Like I, I very rarely write an actual yeah. review. I just give it, you know, stars. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this is the whole reason why I started doing it is so I could for the shit that doesn't suck segment. Yeah. Because I wanted to be able to, you know, go back through and name movies and yeah. Anyways, it's good for me for like when Abe's like, "Oh yeah, we watched this movie," and I'm like, "It's not on my letterbox, so therefore clearly I did not watch it because I don't remember it." He's like, "You wouldn't remember it anyway." I was like, "All right, fine." That's Whatever. fair. Fine. Um. All right. Uh. Uh. You got anything else before we? No? I think we're good. You cool. know, disrespect your surroundings yes. and uh... disrespect those surroundings. Yes. Um. Anyways, uh, listeners, I was about to say viewers, listeners, <laughs> there's no viewers here, uh, except for Harvey, my dog, except, who's, uh, who's asleep. Who's not he's yes. asleep. Yep. Uh, listeners, thank you so much for tuning in. Um, don't forget to like and subscribe and do all that bullshit call to action that, uh, you know, we, we ask people to do. Um, donate money to our patreon if you are into uh throwing strangers money uh your hard-earned dollars um and as always be kind stay geeky and eat lots of cheesecake Bye-bye. Bye-bye.